Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview uh, Eitan Kolias and Christos Galicios. So uh, Eitan is a CEO of Kinvent, a company that helps sports and rehab professional assess progress and build engagement and motivation. Uh, Christos is the head of science at Kinvent. So uh, welcome back, Eitan, and welcome, Christos. Nice to be nice here. Nice to see you, Julian. Nice to see you, Julian. Nice to see you again. Thanks for having us here. No problem. So hey, uh, Eitan and Christos, so what I want to talk to you about today is first we'll talk about what EMG sensors are, how it works, what the use cases are for sports, and then, of course, we'll talk about your EMG sensors called the, uh, the K-MEO and how it works, and how it's unique, of course, compared to other solutions out there. And then we'll discuss the benefits for teams and athletes to use it. So how does it sound? That's great. Great. So, hey, guys, so uh, first, uh, could you start by explaining what EMG sensors are? Yes, of course. So what is an EMG sensor? Uh, EMG, which stands for electromyography, uh, is a device, uh, a diagnostic device that evaluates the health of muscles and the nerve cells that control the muscles, which are called motor neurons. So think of it as a tool that mm -hmm. can listen to the electrical activity of muscles the, and uh, can say when they're activated or not. Okay. Just like uh, our heart produces electrical signals that we measure with uh, electrocardiography, EKG, our muscles do something similar, and EMG can capture that. Okay, that makes sense. And so you, you basically explain how it works, right? Now, yes. I guess my next question is, what is the purpose or how is that applicable, EMG sensors for sports? Okay, uh, let's break it down. What's the and what are the use cases, sorry, what are the use cases really for the teams, for example? Yes, okay, so uh let's break down so the primary purpose of an emg is to help determine if there is a problem with uh, an athlete or a person patient's nerve supply to the muscle yeah uh, or both or both muscle or nerve uh, it can pinpoint uh, nerve dysfunction muscle dysfunction or issues with the connection uh, between nerves and muscles this is useful in uh, diagnosing conditions like muscular dystrophy, nerve compression disorders, nerve injuries, uh, after significant muscle strains, uh, there are alterations in uh, the stability of the muscles, and all yep. of these things uh, can be assessed and evaluated uh, with an EMG. So, uh, if we break it down even further, uh, we can say that EMG is a tool to gauge the health on functionality of muscles, mm -hmm. detect muscle inactivity or muscle overactivity, because it's pathology to have inactivity or overactivity. There is a sweet spot between muscles, muscle activation. So uh, then biofeedback and rehabilitation 
especially for athletes or individuals undergoing physical therapy, EMG is used as a biofeedback tool most of the time. Yeah. By visualizing the electrical activity of um, muscle in real time, patients can learn to activate specific muscles, muscle group more efficiently. Yeah. This is especially useful uh, in rehabilitating of uh, muscle injuries or after surgeries where there is a distortion of uh, muscle activation. Furthermore, we can say that also we can detect uh, and perform a muscle fatigue analysis because mm -hmm. uh, fatigue, both chronic or acute, also alters uh, muscle activation. And if we can detect that, we can guide training regimens, rest interval, or even, or even give ergonomic advice uh, to everyday people. And of course, another, uh, let's say, use case is uh, research and muscle physiology. Yeah. So beyond the clinical and rehabilitative, rehabilitative application of an EMG, which is vital, yeah. uh, scientists utilize to understand muscle fiber recruitment, endurance, recovery, and other intricate, uh, let's say, aspects of muscle function. Mm -hmm. So this is mostly what uh, EMG can be used in uh, in general so just to summarize so your emg sensors can be used when during the rehabilitation right yes. now i gotta ask you because i've seen all the emg sensors right and we'll get to how it's different but you can use it during the drills when they are you know doing the drills on the field as well in real time yes or no yes you can do that okay because i know for example Aten, you're one of your investors right i believe uh Baran, has been using an EMG sensor during the drills, I think, from what I've heard, right? So hopefully he's going to be using yours, right, you know, moving forward. Yes, I see I see your example. Um, and Varan, Varan actually is a very good example of, a, of an athlete that has a very uh, unnatural uh, a lower limb. What I mean by that is that when you see just his lower limbs and you know who this guy is, you wouldn't say yeah. he's a soccer player, okay? Uh, because he has a valgus, because he has a very thin musculature, so yeah. he's very, he's very unique at uh, okay. how he's Rafael. Uh, yeah. So that's why he needs a very specific follow-up. Now with Rafael, with Kinvent, we follow him up at home during his sessions of stability, of, of fatigue, etc. We didn't yet try the EMG on him, that's for sure. But this is in the plans. Well, you should, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, like you said, he's going to be using it, right? So, um, hey, so next question is, of course, there's a lot of EMG solutions out there. Uh, I won't, you know, name who they are, but it's pretty obvious. But why did you decide to launch your e new EMG product called the K-Mayo right now? Is it because of customer demand? You saw a gap in your portfolio? What was the reason? So, Julian, I will respond to that. So, as CEO and CTO of Kinvent, uh, so, to be honest with you, actually, until today, Kinvent was mostly uh, center, centered on uh, biomechanics. Yeah. We were mostly centered in measuring the, the mechanical outcome of a human, human movement. For example, I jump or I, I push on something or yeah. I do my range of motion. So, it's mostly the biomechanical outcome. It's like newtons, in watts, in power, in, in speed, whatever. Now... It's a good thing to have this biomechanical outcome, but it's even better if you are able to understand 
where does this come from? And I will explain myself. Mm -hmm. For example, a guy jumps, okay, or does squats. And he's a very powerful squatter. He, he, he can take lots of weight on him and he can do it in a very good speed. Now, can this guy be even better? So this is where we will get in with an EMG and try to understand the technique he uses. Does he use his quadriceps the same left and right on the same time? Does he use his hamstrings also? Because we can see some patterns and say, okay, there is a, small, there is a, a, a smaller activation on the left quadriceps. Let's try to work on that. Because this guy, this guy can get even better, can be yeah. even better in his squats. So there is a need in combining biomechanical outcomes with physiological signals. EMG is one of them. Okay. And then there are other ones, but that's for the future of Kingdom. So for now, there is a big need in combining both. Now, why we decided to do it now? First, it's because people really asked for it. Okay. Yeah. So now that people are used, physios, coaches, strength conditioning coaches, they are used in having this biomechanical outcome. Now they go even further and would like to have this kind of formation. So in the last year or two, we had lots of demands in trying to understand the muscle itself. So that's yeah. why we decided to launch this project. And it was, I think it was like nine months ago or 10 months ago. Yeah. Uh, I was playing with uh, some electronics with uh, one of our, our electronics engineers, Tong. Okay. Uh, Tong, who is Chinese and he's based with us in France. And mm -hmm. actually he showed me something saying, listen, I did this small uh, PCB board here and it can measure if I put it like on your uh, on on your biceps, um, you can say if it is contracted or not. And this is where it snapped. Uh, he actually put it on my biceps. We did mm -hmm. some contractions and it worked. And then he said, you know what? Let's use it as an ECG. So he put it on my chest and it was following up my cardiac uh, rhythm and even my cardiac arrhythmia. So yeah. it just worked. And it, this was just nine months ago. And because we have already a very good uh, foundation in electronic mm -hmm. biomechanics and in software in Kinvent, in just nine months, we did this project. So it was demand, technical abilities, uh, and uh, our, our, our vol uh, we, we, we wanted to actually take it a step further and combine biomechanics with physiology. That makes sense. So thank you, Aidan, for clarifying. So now, could you uh, go a, a, a bit deeper into how Kemayo works, right? So you don't need a compression short, unlike some other products. You can put it on, let's say, your arm, your your legs. Uh, can you explain to me how the system works, the setup, uh, how to use it, uh, maybe the types of data you can capture, etc.? Yes, of course. So uh, Kemayo is a small device a wireless device uh, utilizing the Bluetooth connection as all of our devices and mm -hmm. uh, using both dry or uh, wet electrodes. The difference is that uh, uh, the conduction is somewhat different, but it's you, you can use both types of electrodes. You mm -hmm. place it on the muscle that you want to capture and connect it to your phone and voila, you have uh, the activation just right on your mobile devices and what's even better, you can synchronize it with all of Kinvent's uh, devices that measure force. And you have in a very neat solution, 
all of your signals, uh, all of your data, and have your, the insight just in your mobile device. It's, okay, and I can, can I ask it, you another question? So uh, that makes sense. So you, you mentioned you can connect via Bluetooth, right? Is that a Bluetooth long range or what's the range, I guess, of the Bluetooth uh, connection? Yes, the Bluetooth connection is around uh, 20, 25 meters, I think. 25 meters when it um, when it's the when you combine the sensors with others and when it's the sensor itself and you just use this one you can go up to 50 meters in open field okay that makes sense uh yeah because i've seen some of the product using like wi-fi for example and oh, that's why i was just asking about the range I, I know but you, you might so use the wi-fi inside the laptop right i'm guessing uh, absolutely. yeah so hey uh so now let's talk about how your product the kmio is different let's say unique about compared to other competing products for example miantec strive right i think one of the differentiators is that with those products for example you have to use a compression short which in some cases let's be honest some some athletes don't want to wear a compression short that's one thing uh, the second thing is you guys because you can put it on specific muscle type that's to me that's another differentiator right uh, also, I think you guys have the ability to uh, triangulate, right, EMG data with other data types. Maybe it's force, maybe it's motion, maybe it's balance, right? So, how, you, how is your product unique compared to so, other products? This is what we actually searched with our marketing team as well, saying, okay, we want to do an EMG. We have yeah. the ability of building it, we can build it really fast. How should it look like? So, and and our, our first axis was always at Kinvent. It has to be very easy to use very easy to install for uh, for the professionals and the data has to be instantaneous and very easy to understand okay so that was the first thing so to do all that first of all it has to be small okay yeah. it has to be as less invasive as possible and this okay. is where we said okay why don't we do like other people do so there was for example a company tribe wearables or athlos they were doing short as you That's said right. And actually, and it seems pretty non-invasive because yeah, okay, just put this short guy, and that's okay. And yeah. then when we discussed with players, athletes, etc., they actually told us the opposite. They said that they actually don't want to 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 wear other shorts or other shirts than the ones that they buy for themselves. And they know that they will do the job in the training, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because I mean. We, we can vent, we are not experts in textile, in fabrics. Right. We have to leave that to other people to do it. They know the, they know it much better. The second thing that we show is that all those kinds of fabrics, we saw that compared to our technologies that we have now at Kinvent, um, they had more issues with connection, with wiring, with fabrication. They yeah. were more expensive. So it was an issue. Okay, so mm -hmm. that's why we went into small solutions. We wanted to do something that is really small and that you just stick it on the skin. So, and how can you stick it on the skin? This is where we searched and we found that actually there are patches that you can use and reuse. And yeah. uh, we actually made some some of those. And you just put the patches on the on the electrodes on the on the EMG. You just stick it to the skin and you have your signal and that's yeah. it now how sticky does it get because if you if they're doing the drills and they're running it's not going to come off no no it's not uh the patches 
which are the actually the electrodes, uh, uh, are very very secure. The ones that that are going to come with the KMU are uh, very heavily uh, attached, very securely attached on the skin, and also yeah. as a, if if it needed for the application, we are going to have a strap that's gonna keep in place uh, the device. So it's one or two ways to securely attach uh, the device on your limb or your muscle, whatever. Okay, now I want to ask you about the, um, and you see it's very light, what is the weight? Are you guys allowed to mention the weight of the device? Of course, have in mind that uh, KMIO is about 60 grams. Yeah. Okay. So it's, pretty, it's very light. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I think it's together with the move. It, uh, those are the two lightweight uh, sensors of Kinvent because they have to be wearable and non-invasive. So okay. it's pretty lightweight. And I think it's the, in, in the market, it's the lightest with two channels. What I mean by that, our KMIO, with our KMIO, you are able to follow two signals, two muscles on the same time. Yeah. For example, you can stick it on the uh, on the vat medialis okay uh, and on the same time put uh, another the second signal with a cable on the hamstrings you can do that with just one kmio uh well you could use two kmios on two on two um, on two muscles but you can use that one kmio and in the market having those two signals our sensor is the lightest and smallest yeah now i want to ask you um next question for me is can you summarize the benefits right for teams and athletes to use the kmio and also i always like to get like insights right what types of insight can you think can you generate with the the emg data and other types of data as i mentioned can you give me some examples i will give you actually i will give you the main axis okay yeah. in, for teams and athletes kmio can be useful in three areas first of all it's rehabilitation yeah. We are experts in that, and that's great. Second is uh, tracking fatigue, as Christos said. Okay, uh, and third is technique, technique yeah. during loading, running, etc. So those are the main axes, and I will let Christos give some examples and very specific examples for those ones. Mm -hmm. So, regarding technique, technique is crucial to everything, and with an EMG device like the KMU you can understand the sequencing of muscle activation so actually what you are you looking is coordination mm -hmm. complex movement like let's say a golf swing or a baseball pitch understanding the sequence of uh, the sequence in which muscles activate is crucial emg yeah. can help break down these movements ensuring that each muscle group will fire optimally and in coordination with the other um, Again, uh, as uh, Athanas told, the first the first axis was uh, remind me Athanas the first axis because the axis was rehab, rehab exactly. So imagine imagine biofeedback training because for rehabilitation uh, biofeedback is crucial. EMG can can be used uh, like a biofeedback tool, providing athletes with the real time feedback of on muscle activation patterns. This this will yes please christos this will help them learn to activate and coordinate the specific muscle muscle groups effectively so if you have an injured muscle that it's not activating after a surgery let's say yeah. using 
AMG, you can re-educate your nervous system to start activating properly the muscle again. Also, parallel to that, you can imagine some cases where you must not activate some muscles because you may you may screw up the result of the surgery. And I will take an example of the ACL, for example. Yeah. In the first weeks of your ACL surgery, there are some techniques where you must not use your hamstring. Okay. So, but you, you must not let your system um, melt down. So yeah. you have to, to work on your quadriceps without working on your hamstrings. And you can use the K-Mayo for that. You can combine the signal from the quadriceps and the signal from the hamstrings and put the biofeedback in place saying, okay, stick to that green area. So contract your quadriceps to be there, yeah. but don't contract your hamstrings. Put, keep your hamstrings low. You can see the line of the hamstring in the screen. So you can re-educate your athlete in not contracting the muscle that must not contract and contract the muscle that needs to contract. Understood. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Now, one, one important thing, right? As you know, uh, understanding the baseline of an athlete before the injury and after the injury. Because if you know the athlete's baseline, when you do rehabilitation, you know what's going to be is, you know, what level he was at before. So with the EMG sensor, you guys can do that too, right? Well, this is where EMGs have some uh, some, limitations. some limitations. For yeah. example, uh, an EMG, in order to track progress, the best data is biomechanical data. Okay. Yeah. EMG data is not the best data to track progress. Why? Because actually nervous activation also depends on lots of other stuff. I will let Christos talk about that more. But yes. this is where biomechanics, uh, biomechanical outcomes are important. For example, hamstring strength, before and after strength. This is something yeah. that you have to follow. You can, I mean, you can assess it with a dynamometer or with a force plate, with Kinvent or any other system. Kinvent is the best, of course. But you can assess it and then track it before and after the, uh, the injury. Now, the K-Mayo will help you see how much you can control the activation. Okay. Okay. Exactly. That, that so, makes sense. So, hey, do, uh, you have another comment, uh, Christos? Yes. Regarding what Athan has told about uh, the quality of the data about uh, monitoring uh, over time. So, the EMG is a kind of uh, day-specific measurement because... Uh, electrical current can be affected by many factors. Dehydration. The hydration levels of an athlete have a crucial uh, and a crucial and substantiate effect on the EMG signal. Mm -hmm. Fat levels. All of this changes because uh, the human body is a dynamic system. So all of, the, all of those factors will affect the EMG. So what we do? in every measurement of uh, an EMG uh, assessment, we take a maximum voluntary contraction prior to the assessment, and therefore everything else is computed, normalized to uh, the maximum voluntary contraction in order to be accurate regarding activation. That makes sense. Hey, so I've got three last questions, if I may. Uh, first, what has been the response from teams that have been using the Kimayo so far, and, and if you can share maybe names of some team that have been using it, that's my first question. Second question is, what is the price or the model to buy the Kimayo, of course? And the last one is, 
Uh, is it available maybe in the States? Obviously, I think it's available in Europe. Uh, where, do, where can people buy it today? So, uh, first things first. Now, who, who, who uses the KMIO today? Uh, today, I can give you some very nice examples. Well, Convent is based mainly in France, so our first users were French. That being said, uh, so the French Rugby Federation, who is currently preparing for uh, the World Cup, is currently using it. Or yeah. uh, the, the Montpellier Rugby team, who were champions two years ago, they are currently using it in the pre-season. Okay, yeah. so they use it on 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 people that had the surgery on athletes and also on their main athletes in order to check their uh, techniques. So yeah. this is what people use. Now before that. Uh, we already sent it to researchers, okay, to see how they can use it in their research and how they can validate it. Everything is fine. And, of course, we sent uh, lots of physios use it currently in their own clinic, uh, yeah. using it mainly with post-surgery patients like ACL, hip surgery, uh, hip arthroplasty, knee arthroplasty, uh, shoulder surgeries, etc. All, uh, all those uh, cases are very, very interesting to be followed with a KMI. Okay, in the in the United States, in the United States, uh, we have already some uh, users in the HSS, the Hospital for Special Surgery, the Stanford yeah. University, and and also I think the Mets. Okay, so okay, yeah. the New York Mets, the baseball team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So those were those are those were people that were really interested, and took it before everyone else. Now, is it available? Well. Not so much at the moment. Why is that? Actually, we launched pre-sales of the mm -hmm. KMIO. They were launched on the 20th of July, if I remember yeah. correctly. Uh, we wanted to launch like 200 units of the Black Edition, okay, which was just the first special edition of KMIO because afterwards it's going to be blue. Yeah. And actually, we don't have any more. Okay. Well, that's we a good problem to have. That's a good end. Yeah, yeah okay. it's a good one. That being said, yeah, uh, first uh, KMIOs can be um, delivered starting in September, okay? Yeah. Uh, but uh, there is a big uh, line, uh, waiting line. So backlog, you got order, a big backlog. Yes, he has to order <laughs> this uh, ASCP because, I mean, there is a backlog, backlog of orders. The price is not expensive. It's 990 euros or 990 dollars yeah. uh, for the main uh, kit. So mm -hmm. for Mayo that has a second channel, okay, and then there are some accessories that can can accompany it. But what we mainly propose is that you combine this with two sensors, two K Mayos, so that you can follow left and right on the same time, together with a pair of force plates and with dynamometers. Because okay. Because some specific protocols inside the app where you can follow, for example, in squats, okay. The ground reaction force together with the muscle activation or during a grip strength test the muscle activation and the grip on the same time for example if you want to track fatigue that's an interesting test okay yeah and i've got to ask you so for some teams that may have different force plates enough from convent <clears throat> can they use their force plates in addition to your emg sensor or not actually they can use two tablets but uh, if they really need the convenience and synchronized signals, sure. they have to use Invent's force plates. Okay. Now, last question is, how do people, can, how can people reach out to you? If there's any teams, they want to reach out to you for information. What's the best way to reach out to you guys? 
info, info at kinvent.com okay. or in the website or even easier download the app and there is a support button uh, above uh, showing uh, i mean uh, helping you to contact our support okay uh, and if you download the app as well the app downloading is free you can check inside all the kinds of protocols that you can have you can create your own protocols and very important there is a library inside the app giving a lot of information on uh, Kinvent's uh, measurements of what is a, I mean, even from simple stuff, how is the height of jump calculated? What is yeah. RFD? What's the power? What's a MVC? Uh, what, I mean, all that kind of stuff. So just download the app Kinvent Physio. Okay, perfect. Look, well, we're at the end of the, the interview, but I wanted to thank you for your time today and good luck, of course, with the launch of the Kmayo. So thank you very much. Thank you, Julian. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To access past episodes and other research, articles, and analysis of sports technology, please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, Keep looking to the upside.